Hello. Welcome to a new show here on the Doom Thugs Network. This is Michael Antonelli, of course, host of Doom Thugs Monthly and uh, all the other shit that I do on here. Uh, this is a new show. Very exciting. A new monthly show called Mike Calls Timmy. Yes, in that show, I will call my friend, Timmy, who you know from the Pop Addle podcast, and we'll have a conversation on the telephone, and you'll listen in. You'll eavesdrop on the very important shit we have to say to each other. Um, shout out to Timmy for agreeing to do this with me, and I hope you enjoy it. This month, we talk about Timmy's uh, career transition which is very exciting and very uh, uh, inspiring, I'd say. That's why I wanted to talk to him about it. We also talk about podcasting, the frustrations of uh, making your own shit, and whether or not people listen to it, and um, other shit like that. It's very enjoyable. Timmy is a great guy, and if you guys don't already, you will grow to love him and so yeah very exciting working out a release schedule for the doom thugs network okay so we got the dt monthly mainline episodes they're coming out the last monday of the month right now we got mike calls timmy we're going first monday of the month we got two more Mondays. What's going to be there? Well, we got songs that rip. That's going to go, go in there, either the second or third. Then we're left without a Monday. We got, we're running out of time. We got to fill this spot up. That's right, folks. Content for you. Doom Thugs content. DTC. DT content. Once a week. Every Monday. For you, the at-home listener, hope you enjoy it. Um, anything you want to hear in that uh, third Monday, let me know, because right now I'm lost. Uh, enjoy the show. What I kind of wanted to talk to you about, Tim, is you mentioned it a little bit there, is that you pretty recently started a new career. Now, uh... For those listening, Tim is, in addition to being a good friend of mine, uh, is uh, one of the hosts of our friend, our like friend podcast, I'd say, uh, <laughs> Pop Addled, um, one of the best podcasts around, one of my favorites. And um, you, I'm going to say some, th I'm going to give a quick bio and you tell me what I got wrong, okay? Sure. You're a longtime veteran of the food service industry, serving, uh, bartending things like that, uh, and you did it for a very long time, and then recently you wanted to make a change, right? So you did. Is that is that correct so far? Yeah. And uh, tell everyone, yeah. So so how long how long were you in the in the biz of uh, uh, food service? So I'll even go back a little further. Yeah, please. Because like getting into the job I got into recently goes back to like graduating high school and initially going to college. Like, you know, I, I wasn't, I, I only have one sibling, my older brother, mm -hmm. and he was like that, that classic older sibling that like blazed a trail through all of the, uh, you know, middle school and high school as like one of the smartest people in his class. Ah, yes. He's like, he's borderline genius. Oh, like he's, he's wow. legitimately that intelligent. Okay. Um, so then here comes Tim Parker, mm -hmm. and I get a lot of the same teachers and shit, and they're like, oh, this is Josh, Josh Parker's little brother. He's going to be a genius. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> but I was still like a decent enough uh, student that you know got into some colleges, mm -hmm. and I went to Bloomsburg for three, three semesters and dropped out. Yeah. Um, just kind of like the classic, probably in over my head, thought I knew exactly what I wanted to do in life, thought I knew exactly who I was in life, and mm. that's all bullshit. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, so I dropped out, and then like the best 
job or like the highest paying job with like the least amount of responsibility and not having a college degree, I think is the restaurant biz. So mm. I got into it. Um, eventually started bartending. Like I got in pretty much as a server and then eventually started bartending. So I, I bartended for 15 years straight. God damn. Um, amongst different restaurants, one of which was Iron Hill in Westchester, where I met your co-host, Adam, who yep. then introduced us and therefore yep. we're friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adam loves bringing that fact up, too. He loves being the uh, catalyst to this relationship. <laughs> I think he could tell that, like, because he started listening to podcasts, like, I think probably yours first, and then mm-hmm. he got a little interested in ours, though we're we're all movies all the time and that's not really adam's wheelhouse so yeah. i don't blame him if he doesn't listen to every episode yeah. but he can at least like appreciate the conversations we have and the banter we have and could probably see a lot of the similarities to you and harrison uh and i oh my god i'm blanking on your your third's name now warren he's been on your show not warren <laughs> Be- before uh warren oh justin I'm- oh yeah yeah, justin. yeah oh i'm sorry yeah back in the day yeah justin you guys like really did have a great report. Anyway, mm. um, so yeah, that that's all true. And then, like, I always knew that eventually the restaurant gig wouldn't be what I was doing in like, you know, age fifty six or whatever. It's tough. Uh, I mean, yeah, the hours are crazy. The work is hard, and you're living at the whim of the public at large to make sure you have money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I had trained my brain to just accept it, like, and yeah. just be happy, you know? And it's like, well, I'm making ends meet and cat yeah. and I, my wife, you know, we leave, lead a decent lifestyle. We, we, we live like normal middle-class citizens, if you will. So I was just fine with it. And then COVID happened and it just exacerbated. Wow. Can't even say that word exacerbated all of the bad things of the business and like put things into perspective and made me just like, double check like what the fuck am i doing with my life and just like you said it's like the hours are horrible mm-hmm. you you eat trash even if you can eat because you're you're taking care of customers all day like when you, you there's times where you just don't eat for like 10 hours straight like shove a, um, a breadstick into your mouth as you're like peeing at the same time <laughs> like the three right. seconds you have off <laughs> i think one of the uh, head chefs at iron hill once said you've never truly worked in a restaurant until you eat like an entire sandwich over a trash can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the hours are horrible. It's nights, it's weekends, it's holidays. Uh, the, it's, it's really intense, like high paced, stressful work environment. Um, and I know, and it's like kind of weird to think of that. Cause it's like, you think a stressful job would be brain surgery. <laughs> right. Know? Yes. Yeah. Anything in the healthcare industry, for that matter, that's like, you know, you have a person's life in your hands. But no, I'm just slinging cheesesteaks over here. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so so COVID put a lot of things in perspective. And, you know, one of the things that really started to drive me nuts was like all of the people shitting on, you know, uh, people people don't want to work because they got all this money from the government. Shut the fuck up. All right. Like, that's a very small part of it. But like, for example, like in my shoes... That I, I was out of work. I mm. couldn't work. Yeah. And then the government gave me some money, at least so that I could make you know, rent payments. So now I had all this time on my hands to fucking put my brain to work to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life. And I was like, you know what? I've, I, so when I was in college, I was going for computer science, basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never – like I did kind of lose step with it since this you know, bartending period. But I, I, it never yeah. went away. Like it's something I've always liked doing, even with my own computer. I if if something doesn't work, like it it frustrates the shit out of me, and I like gotta solve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cat Cat will attest to this. Even when it comes to like say the TV or setting up like the sound system, like I, I have to see it through to its end. So I was like, how can I like take this enjoyment of troubleshooting, you know, technical things, and maybe combine it with like my, my personal or personality and like uh, speaking skills that I gained from bartending mm-hmm. into one. And I like did a bunch of research, found this uh, set of classes that are basically like prep courses to take a bunch of IT certifications. I have now 
six or seven IT certifications under my belt. My fucking LinkedIn page looks really badass now. <laughs> and, I, and I have this new job. One of the certifications Harrison also got, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 is the long story long of where I got to today. That's great. Congratulations. You know what I mean? That's that is great to uh to to uh have a goal, set it, plan a plan an attack and see it through to the end, which is yeah. fucking admirable. It's very hard to do things like that in the world we live in cuz it's insane. Um, I appreciate it and like not to pat myself on the back, but I am very proud of it because the classes I took were between October and May uh and it was every Monday and Wednesday from 11 a.m. until 5 p.m. Now we took breaks, but that's that's 12 hours out of my week and I was still working full time at the bar, but like not, not to say woe is me, like a lot of people, this is what they have to do. And this is also like everyone who was telling me when I was dropping out of college, like, don't drop out of college. You're just, it's just going to be harder when you go back to it later in life. Mm-hmm. They were right. Yeah. But I, I didn't back down. I fucking made it happen. I grinned and bared it. I got through it. I got all the certifications. Like there's plenty of people that paid for that and within a month disappeared. Like they just couldn't hack it. Right. There was plenty of people that, did show up to class every class and couldn't pass the certs. Like these certs are really difficult. <laughs> they're they're hard. You said you have seven. Yeah. So. Okay. So in as an outsider, IT. Okay. I think computer, which would be Windows, maybe Mac. So there's two certifications in my brain. What are the categories? If you could kind of give a you know. Explain to me what these different certifications are, because in my head, it should be one certification, computer. So there's like uh, like pretty much like a spider chart or a few spider charts you can find online mm-hmm. that kind of show exactly what you're asking. Okay. And they span different genres or uh, niches of IT. And what I took gives you a little smattering of all of the genres. So there's... Uh, there's servers, there's cybersecurity, there is, what the hell else is there? There's like, you know, uh, the hardware of it. Okay. There's a little bit of coding. So like real computer science-y type shit. There's like uh, networking, like kind of further down the line of hardware stuff of like all of the different plugs and uh fucking switches and yeah, yeah, routers yeah, yeah. and bridges and stuff. Um, so yeah, that, that's like kind of, and, and it's all, it all deals with mainly windows. Like we didn't get into Mac, but then again, like all this shit, it's like that shouldn't even matter. Really. Yeah. yeah. You can get more specialized if you want down the road. Um, but yeah, like, the, so there's like the two biggest uh, bodies of certifications are Microsoft and uh, this company is called CompTIA. And everything I researched, all roads IT start with this CompTIA. It's called A+. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's orange okay. in this, in this uh, spider. Good. So yeah, the CompTIA A+, is like paramount. And it's so big and encompassing, it's actually broken up into two separate tests just wow. to get the one certification. So that's the one Harrison got. And I also have that. So if um, you get just that big one, you can get your foot in the door. Totally. Right. Um, but on top of it, I got a bunch of others. So so do you have to – is this one of those tests like you have to do – are you going to have to take this test every fucking year and shit? Or is it like you're certified, you're good? It's every three years. Uh but also what I paid for, I constantly have access to all of the like study materials that prepped me for these uh, certification tests. Wonderful. And then like once once you get the hang of it, like you – not that I'm, – I'm not going to say I, I will be unable to forget it, but it will still be pretty familiar to take the test again, I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. And especially now that you're in the biz, like it's like you're in three years – working in the field eight hours a day, five days a week. You know what I mean? Some of the shit that was obtuse at one point is going to be just in your fucking brain folds. I would hope. And that's 
totally. And that's been interesting working this job is it's it's just a remedial help desk job. Like 50% of my phone calls, I'm resetting passwords. So I'm not even like utilizing these right. certifications that I have. But it's it's just where you got to start. And since I have all that shit under my belt, I might be able to progress down a cybersecurity you know, path within the same company at some point in time. Who knows? Um, oh, fuck it. Yeah. But yeah. The, so, the first, so, so, so uh, you work, um, so you work at home, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you're on the computer, someone calls in with a problem and, uh, you, you help them solve it. Yep. So like, uh, the company I work for, we're, we're outsourced, uh, to run all things IT and specifically help desks. Okay. And the, the one I am on is Asplund, you know, the, the orange trucks that like, chop down trees and shit. Oh yeah. You've seen them. Like you may not know you've seen their trucks, but they're everywhere for sure. And they are uh, nationwide. They're even in Canada. They they've like, and they're, they're a Philly based company. And just through the years, they've just like gobbled up the entire country's like tree trimming services. Um, so like I'm Monday through Friday, one to nine, which that shift basically exists to support the West coast. Right. Um, so yeah, like th these guys, they're, they're pretty chill. Like, cause, cause you're talking about guys that work with chainsaws for a living. So they really don't know shit about technology. Right. Right. <laughs> but so like the, the, you do any little minor thing for them and they think you're a fucking magician. Cause they just like don't understand technology at all. So <laughs> they, they've been, very very nice it's been cool um and they're from the, the west coast man yeah they just want to uh, surf the uh the first couple of weeks were definitely nerve-wracking because it was it was a lot to mm -hmm. absorb um but and there's a little bit of like that imposter syndrome that was going on in my brain for sure it sucks being new somewhere it no matter yeah. what the job and you know it sucks to be new because because even now to this day like I, I am very comfortable. I feel very confident. I do not get anxiety or nervous. You know, when when a f when the phone rings, right. I, I always feel like I'm going to be able to solve this problem. But even still today, there's always a call like every day that's like totally out of left field because you are still an IT really? help desk. It's yeah, like yeah. Everything and anything that is IT. Do in. So do you have someone you can call like, for a, for an extra sticky situation where you're like, I've tried everything. Is there like another help desk for you guys? Yeah. Well, it's basically levels above us. It's right. all within the same company I work for. Mm -hmm. um, and even on my team, there's guys that we call leads and they're just like more knowledgeable and like, you know, seasoned vets basically. So yeah. you... Once you try all the certain steps, like, and you also have what's called a, a knowledge base. So if so-and-so is having a problem with their, I don't know, Adobe Acrobat reader, you can just like type this in the knowledge base and it'll bring up an article that shows you all of the like right. troubleshooting steps you can possibly do. And then if all of those, if you exhaust all of those steps and you still don't have a resolution, throw it to a lead, throw it to level two mm -hmm. and, you know, reach out for advice. We also, we use Microsoft Teams, um, which is basically like you know Slack in a way. It's just like a chat channel. Okay. So anytime you get stuck, you just like reach out to your team, be like, "Hey, this is where I'm at with this guy. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody have any advice?" And immediately, like the team will, will fire back some suggestions. So. Oh, you love that. Yeah, and and with the people on the phone, as as long as you just communicate what you're doing and like just say like, "All right, next I'm going to do this. If that mm -hmm. doesn't work, then I'm going to try that. And if that doesn't work, then." We're, we're SOL, SOL. I got to send this up to one of my leads. They'll be like, okay, cool. Like they're fine with it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Fuck man. God bless you. And do you like, how do you like the, uh, the working at home? Uh, me personally, I think, I think I would love it. Uh, you know, it's incredible. No, commu no commute, you know, <laughs> no it, bullshit. It's, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like I, Back to like the restaurant biz, like there was plenty of days where I would eat at the end of my shift, and that'd be the only meal I ate the entire day. Right. Um, 
so now I at least am eating more frequently. I still eat trash. So I would, I'm, not, I'm not saying I eat healthy. It's just, at least I'm eating more frequently now, like a proper normal human being. I'm getting the, the correct amount of calories in my body per day. So that's nice. Yes, you just kind of can roll out of bed and sit at your computer. I take it a little seriously. Like I actually get up and get a shower and put on normal clothes. I don't just sit here in my fucking boxers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then and then the work itself, like when I'm in front of this computer working, like I'm dialed in. Like the, there, mm-hmm. there's no distractions. And I think a lot of people have asked me just what you asked. Like how have you liked working for, or has work, been working from home okay for you? And I'm like, yeah, like I, I, I'm totally able to just sit here and work. And I think a lot of people ask that because they would just throw on the TV or right. play video games on the side or something. Yeah, yeah. Fuck really, it. the only times that I, I get distracted is so in the one to nine shift from one until five, like it's legitimately busy. And then past like seven o'clock at night, you know, it, it gets slow. Mm-hmm. You're not doing much. The phone just doesn't ring as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So on, on, I have two screens set up. So like my one screen is hooked up to my work laptop and that's like dedicated to work. And my other screen is hooked up to my own personal computer. And mm-hmm. that's where like, when it gets boring, I'll just like read up on the flyers or something. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No. All right. And the starting up soon, baby. They were just saw flyers were on TV last night. Yeah. Uh, first preseason televised game. It's a it's a fun time of year. Tough so far. Tough. Um, Kevin Hayes injury. I know. Sucks. 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 Six to eight weeks. That's a big one. Uh, yeah, like kind of forces either Claude Giroux to play center again or mm-hmm. it forces like Morgan Frost to be the second line center, mm-hmm. which like he looks like he's got some promise, but he still hasn't really uh, shown it yet, you know, or like proven that he can hang for an entire NHL season. That's the thing with him, right? He's a he's a oft talked about prospect, but um you know, from what we see, I mean, we we can't. It's it's difficult for me to tell who is really good and who's not. You know what I mean? Just watching, but it's like he's one of these guys that's always like in, being sent down, and they always say things like, um, "There's things he has to improve upon." So you hope he right. can do that. You know what I mean? Like what's the like? And then there's people like Travis Konechny, who's been in the NHL his entire career, right? Pretty much. He got sent back, I think, to juniors his first year. But yeah. then, yes, I think came in to the NHL at like 19 years old. Yeah, he never had an AHL run, I don't think. I don't think he did either, yeah. Impressive. The other thing about Frost, though, is that he, he did come in to, like, initially as as an 18-year-old. He mm-hmm. came in, like, very, very light. I want to say he was, like, 160 pounds or something like that, you know? Yeah. Is he bigger this year, I wonder? Supposedly. That's good. I forget who they were talking about on the broadcast, but they said they were like 6'5", 180. Igor Zamula. That is he. That's like unbelievable. I'm 5'9", 220. You know what I mean? It's like this dude towers over me, but I could like lay on him and kill him. When I swear, last year he was either like 160 or 170, so he was even lighter. That is so skinny. (laughs) He's super skinny. (laughs) What's his name, Igor? Igor Zamula, but I think Igor is spelled like Uh Y-E-G-O-R. Yes. But yeah, he's Russian, and I believe he was an undrafted free agent, kind of like Phil Myers was. Not kind of like, exactly like Phil Myers was. (laughs) Let's fucking get it going, Igor. Yeah. Eat some cheeseburgers, dude. Dude, man, you're in Philly. Crush them cheese sticks. Mm. Fuck. Uh, so, Timmy, you, like me, are a longtime podcaster, are you not? This is true. Can confirm. How how long have, have, have you been doing it? I think... I think Pop Addled started after Iron Man 3. That's like the timestamp on it that I always associate it with. Okay. So I want to say like 2013. Let me get a date on Iron Man 3. Doing the same. 13. 2013. Okay. Okay. 
So that's, uh, what's that, eight years? Yeah. Fucking time Math. flies, does it not? Yeah, and kind of similar to you guys, uh, you were initially a three-man squad. Yes. You were also initially a three-man squad, and we, we lost Sam kind of in a similar fashion that you guys lost Justin. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we managed to keep it going all these years. When you when you s- started podcasting, right? When you started your show, did you or Keenan and, and Sam, did you guys have any expectations of um, any, I don't know the right word, success? Because what is success? But is, did you... When you started, did you have any ideas that, uh, you know, this is going to be huge, people are going to love this, this is going to take off, or to you, was it always just something fun to do? What what was your mindset back then? It was, so, to give a cop-out answer, it's somewhere in between. Like, it was definitely like, hey, l- let's just hang out because we're friends, and it was, it was very much um, trying to capture... Uh, while Keenan still worked at the movie theater, we would private screen all sorts of movies, which means we'd go in after the movie theater would close and watch movies for free because Keenan knew how to run the fucking reel. That fucking we, rules. Dude, it was so awesome. And then and then afterwards, we'd hang out in the parking lot like smoking cigarettes and just discussing the movie mm-hmm. for another like 30 minutes at four in the morning or something. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the, the conversation for, would, would devolve – into all sorts of different tangents and stuff and mm. we just kind of decided like hey let's try to capture this let's like record it this is actually fun banter i think people might appreciate this and were you po- um, were you a sorry to interrupt but were you a podcast listener at the time did you guys you know were you aware of the world me no no sam was okay. i don't even think Keenan was but because we started this podcast um it provoked me to look up other podcasts and i like a lot of other people experienced the first podcast with uh serial oh wow okay um but yeah like definitely it was in the back of our minds that let's try to do or go not go through the motions but try to set this up to be somewhat like a business Mm -hmm. so that in case someday i don't know through social media viral things somehow it gets picked up maybe get some advertising and mm-hmm. makes a little money on the side that'd be cool right. but it was never like at the forefront you know yeah 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 yeah. but still like all along we've always tried to treat it as uh, a growing entity something that like we need to work on as like a project and better and keep it fresh and quite frankly for the past like year we've definitely I think stagnated a bit and Keenan and I, Keenan and I need to do a better job like communicating just spitballing ideas of like things we can switch up and do differently right which becomes more and more difficult as life becomes more complicated right totally like going from single guys doing whatever the fuck they want with whatever you know jack off jobs that you could <laughs> fuck around at versus you know then it goes to um because when you start, it's like, when do you want to record? It's like, uh, whenever. I'm all like, you know, I have so yep. much free time, and now it's like, like, like our like our our group thread will be like, okay, I could do Wednesday this time to this time, or Friday this time to this time, and it's like, well, I could, and then it's like a fucking negotiation with everybody trying to f- carve out ninety minutes where we could sit down and do it. You know what I mean? Totally. And like, so so that's that's its whole thing. On top of, like you said, like trying to uh, come up with um, new ideas for to keep things fresh, keep things fun. On top of living a life worth talking about in any fashion. You know what I mean? Because the grave mistake I made back in the in the beginning, because when we started, it was always like like I started it right. And then, okay, so I started in 2010. We started the first show. And it was like, it was my idea. And I was like, I want my friend Justin with me because he's the person that um, I feel like I'm funniest around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, sure. 
He we, brings out the best of your humor. Yes, yeah. And he thinks I'm funny, so he laughs, you know, <laughs> which is huge for me. I still uh, remember his laugh. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. I love him. I'm seeing him uh, this Wednesday. We're going to see AEW in the Leah Coors Center, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I keep seeing this all over Twitter. Have ooh, fun. Ooh, I can't wait. Um, so anyway, so, so I started the show. He was my guy. And then we would have people, whatever. And um, so so I don't even know where I was going with this tangent, and I apologize. But uh, but Talking about maybe trying to like make the podcast something more. Oh, right, right, right. So, so, uh, I was a podcast listener. I was a huge fan of, of podcasts starting with like back then, like Doug loves movies and comedy bang, bang and Nerdist and, and things like that. Oh, right. Nerdist. I immediately fell into. Right? Yeah. 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 And, and it was like the beauty of it is that you can just do it. And then you're on the same, especially back then, you're on the same plane as everyone else. You're out on iTunes. You're out there, right? Right. So you have the naive ideas like, I'm so great. All I got to do is just put this out there and it'll blow up. And you're disabused of that fact very quickly. Now it's mm -hmm. a bit more difficult because there's more money in podcasting now. So exposure is paid for more it's very tough to to stand out in any way also what would you think a conservative estimate on the amount of podcasts there are in the world now 20 billion but um right so yeah so I'll, what i was talking about is how tough it is to to keep i guess it's uh, what i'm ultimately trying to talk about is uh and get your take if you're ever frustrated because I love doing the show and I've come to a realization that the sh the joy I get out of doing the show and out of the small amount but great fans that we do have that tell me how much they enjoy the show and, um, you know that and creating something I'm proud of that might be and I do get tremendous joy out of all those things but that might be the end of the line you know what I'm saying that right there might be the ceiling and you know is that enough to keep continuing uh yeah I think it is because I love those things make me feel alive. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but also along the line, you have to, at least I did had to let go of the idea of like, this is going, this is going to be my way out of regular Joe jerk off life. You know what I mean? Cause it's always like, I know I'm good. I just need everyone else to know it too. And, oh, you know why I started talking about why the podcast started is because I was talking about the grave mistake I made in the beginning is that the show was just a general chat show. There's no hook. There's no gimmick. You know what I mean? So when people ask, oh, forever people would ask what the show was and what's the answer? What's the good answer you give to make people want to listen? Oh, I talk with my friends. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's like, what am I supposed to say? I'm an extremely charming guy. So you're going to just like listening to me talk. No one's going to fucking listen. But like the fucking smart people are like, well, we talk about X and we do this every week. You know what I mean? So if I could do it over again, that'd definitely be something I would change. But at the same time, time every time i try to sit and brainstorm some sort of uh gimmick it just doesn't come to me this is all i can do <laughs> yeah because like for example with the nerdist it's like all right chris hardwick number one is mm -hmm. a celebrity mm -hmm. and then he has different celebrities on every week so that's why you're tuning in yes that you want to hear you know oh natalie portman's on i love natalie portman i want to hear what she has to say about life yeah you know so which is a, their show is set up similarly where they just kind of bullshit and they talk about life where it's like, 
well, who the fuck wants to listen to Mike Antonelli talk about life? Exactly. It's like, who this, the hell am I? This week on, on the show, I have someone I work with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But He's, it's funny. It's funny. He's like, I, I hear what you're saying, but then, like, I have a, not a lot, but like a good amount of listeners mm-hmm. are people I met in either the bar biz or were customers at my bar. Or like one guy in particular, this guy, uh, Jimmy, that I know from Square Bar right next to where I live, he loves our podcast. And he's like, look, I know you're a pop culture podcast, but I, he's like, I honestly just love listening when you guys just bullshit about life. Yes. I was like, really? <laughs> I do too. I agree with him. I That's like uh, – that's my favorite part of your show and that's my favorite part of most shows that I like is I like the people on the show and – um like for instance, there's a show Action Boys. They talk about action movies. Mm-hmm. I pref- I like when they go off on tangents and just talk about stories from their lives. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so, like, so yeah, I'm with them. Like uh, one of my favorite uh, sports podcasts is an Eagles podcast. It's called Birds with Friends, mm-hmm. and it's the the three uh, Eagles writers that work for the Athletic. Well, actually, oh nice. One- one Shield Kapadia, and he's a national football writer, but he's he started or he's cut his teeth in the biz in Philly. So like he jumps on like every other episode. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, like there not only am I getting my fill of Eagles knowledge and breakdowns and and opinions, it's great. But then they they go on these tangents of like just ridiculous life scenarios and shit. Like it's it's and that really is what hooks me in. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do we do, like, the reverse? Because no one's going to give a shit about, like, Tim Parker talking about life. So how do we hook them in? Yes, exactly. And like, then keep them yeah. for the Tim Parker talking about life. Yeah, you need – that's the thing. You need the hook to get them in. And then once they hear Tim Parker and fall in love with them, then they stick around no matter what you're talking about. Right. That's the problem. We went fishing without a hook. But uh, so you speaking about your, your – like – don't get me wrong in any way. I, anyone that listens to the show, and we we have very loyal and great fans, uh, and they they tell me, and I love those people. I would kill for the for the fans of, of my show that that you know they people don't realize um, when you're doing something like this, right? You're putting yourself out there. You're you're working hard to to make something uh, for the for the for other people to enjoy, right? Sure. When someone tells you they enjoy it, at least with me, you've made my week. You know what I mean? It's like, like, oh, dude, your show's so funny. That means the world to me, right? It's like, it's like, fuck, that's all I need in life, dude. Uh, it was like three or four weekends ago. Keenan and Mandy had their they had like a conjoined wedding shower. Yeah, and. I was in the kitchen just like, I don't know, helping set something up and Mandy's mom had come in and I was just talking to someone and she heard my voice, turned around and went, are you Timmy? I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh my God, we listened to the podcast. We love it. We love, I could just totally tell it was you from your voice. And like, she kind of had this like, it's so weird, like a... I'm doing air quotes, fangirl moment of like meeting me. She even took a selfie with me to send it to like her daughter that she... Listens to Pop Addle. Yes. You know? And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, maybe we do have a little, like, uh, corner of the world that likes Pop Addle. You for sure do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the that's such a great story. I love that so much. Uh, and it, it even reminded me of another Eagles podcast I listened to. They had a meetup out in Pottstown on a random, like, Tuesday night. And this is, like, probably, like, six years ago at this point because I was still working at Iron Hill. Yeah. Um, and I had off that night, so I was like, fuck it. I'll go out to Pottstown, see see some guys that do a podcast that I love. Yeah. Uh, and it was at this, like, kind of pizza shop with, like, a bar attached to it. And it was it was deader than a doornail, door so no one was there. Mm. Uh, and there was just a couple of their friends there in support, but they seemed almost like the podcast groupie type dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then there was me, and that was it. So, like, wow. at one point, one of the hosts came up to the bar to order a beer. And just from hearing his voice, I, I had to interrupt and go, I'm sorry, are you uh, Brandon Lee Gowton? Are you BLG? He was like, yeah. Who are you? I was like, my name's Timmy. I'm just a fan. I could totally tell, like, 
it was you by your voice. And he was like, oh, word. And like we got bullshitting for a minute. And then he was like, well, if you're a fan, you want to be on the show? I was like, hell yeah. Whoa. That's great. So, yeah, I jumped on the podcast and talked a little Eagles with the guys. And then I plugged my podcast, of course. <laughs> oh, you got to do the work, brother. <laughs> Shamelessly. No, no, no. They're lucky that they, that there was a podcaster there, like someone that can talk. On a, You know what I mean? Yeah, true. They could have gotten a total, uh, you know, marble mouth idiot. And again, that could be me too. <laughs> but but we've had fun, right? Like, remember, so I've had here. I'm going to talk about two things with you, Timmy. Uh, two of the things that happened at the same place. Tattooed mom, right? You, I, I had a feeling you were going to bring this up. Go ahead. So we had a live show once and you guys were on the live show. That was, I'd say, probably the high water mark. Um, maybe not creatively, but at least of the place was packed. Right? It was part yeah, of like fandom. It, the popularity. Part, yeah, like we 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 pulled in a lot of people. It was part of a festival, the Philadelphia Podcast Festival or whatever. But for whatever reason, our people came out, and the room was packed. There was people sitting on the floor. And it was great. It was a great show. I was funny. I was making people laugh, which, you know, it's doing a podcast in your kitchen with your pals is one thing. Safe space. Having to do this shit in front of people staring at you in your face is another thing. But we did we did great. And and I I always love having you guys with us for these live events because you calm me down because I know I could talk to you guys and we have a good rapport. And you guys are funny, smart, interesting people, right? So it's like, if we're doing something, we want you guys there. And we had you there. And and we all had a great show. And then, years later, it was, it was a different festival. But the four of us put on a live show to nobody, right? Yep. And it was a great show. We were very funny, by the way. But it's just like... Uh, what the fuck change this time? It's like this. We, ne- we never did talk about it, but I, I could tell I think that kind of kicked your dick in the dirt. It and did I think, very much. Yeah. Um, I still had a great time. And once again, like, y- you know, my expectations have always been low. Yeah. Not not just for like you guys or doing live shows, just the podcast in general. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I don't know. It didn't, it was a little disappointing that yeah. no one showed up. And like, even for me, I, I, like I, I, my brother was living in the city at the time and I just thought like, come on, man, like just come hang out, support your brother and right. something that he's interested in. You for know, an and, hour. And he didn't even, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he couldn't even show up. So I was like, meh, that, that, that part of it bothered me. But the fact that no one else showed up, I was like, not that upset about, you know what? Well, Okay, so so two two prongs to that. First, well, three things. One, we did have a great show. We were all very funny. Um, I think we yeah, did dude. like a we did a hybrid show, right? Because we had like yep. top, and it was, and we had one hit wonders. It was a it was a lot of fun, right? Yeah, I think we did a top three of one hit wonders because mm-hmm. that's like kind of our a theme we do on our show. And then, and then did we do a game for yours? I think so. I think so. Yeah, and. Um, it was fun. It was a great show. Uh, but, okay, so obviously I took a hit to my ego having no one show up, which sucked, right? And that was actually a string of of uh, ego checks I had in that period of time in my life, which is fine, which you need. You know what I mean? I have issues with, uh, uh, I wouldn't say narcissism because that's an actual mental illness, but Sometimes I'm too full of my own shit and you need to get knocked down a peg, which I'm totally fine with. But the thing that sucked, right, is that we were invited there by by uh, a guy called Kevin Gallagher, a good guy. Like he put this uh, little festival thing together himself and he invited us onto it. And it was like they're raising money for charity and stuff. And then um, us not being able to bring in anyone to help out with his cause when he 
went out of his way to invite us to to come to you know you're not going to invite someone that you think is gonna suck shit you know he had the confidence in us to bring us out because you know you i hope people come out and put money in this fucking donation jar right and 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 having to uh you know and he would and listen there was no pressure from him whatsoever he totally got it he was cool we talked to him on the show it was all good but having to like be like hey man i'm sorry like i fucked up like you know i thought but it that's what really sucks does that make sense yeah it's like uh when you when you stick your neck out for a friend to get him a job and then he totally shits the bed at the job like you're on the hook too you know like i totally know that feeling there's a sense of guilt Mm -hmm. and shame yeah but he still he still said that you know the the benefit ended up being a success like he i think he said it it made like a thousand some dollars or something like that so Yeah, it, it was successful despite us not bringing anybody in. So that's fine. Absolutely, absolutely. And guess but what? Yeah. We're good. Your show's good. Our show's good. And that's. I think I. I think I know. I would know if I was making something that I thought sucked, right? And then I just wouldn't do it. And it's like yeah, and I, I, I. I think. I think the current. I think we're currently victims of. Um, there's a mindset where everything you has to do you have you do has to like hobbies are dead almost right it's like mm-hmm. it's like you can't just knit cuz you like to knit and you get satisfaction out of knitting something it's like oh you knit why don't you sell those or you know what I mean why don't you set up an Etsy store it's like it's like the actual totally. doing something to fulfill yourself in a creative way is like a part of uh, modern society that's melting. And I think uh, it sucks because not everything has to make a million dollars. Yeah. And like, and the, and the second it becomes a job, it becomes less enjoyable. It's so, a, right. Exactly. And, th- and that's something it, from the beginning that I, I always tried to walk that fine line of like, Hey guys, like, we should push ourselves to do this, that, or the other to try and make it more interesting to possibly be more successful. Mm-hmm. But let's not make it too much of a chore so that it's a chore, you know? Like, and I think, I think we've never really talked about Sam on the show ever. Yeah. But, and, and this is not to slight him, but I think whatever we were doing when he left, he decided that it was more of a chore than mm-hmm. in a hobby to him anymore. And yes, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, Keenan and I disagreed that what the level of commitment we were asking for him from him, yeah, we thought was pretty fucking low, reasonable, he, right? We thought it was reasonable. He clearly did not, so he left. That's fine, mm-hmm. you know. And that's pretty much as far as I'll go mm-hmm. talking about him. But it it kind of is similar to what you're talking about, where like it, it still should be a hobby. You shouldn't put it into full blown business model mode you know exactly exactly timmy i appreciate you coming on here and letting me talk out my bullshit to you (laughs) hey man like and and going back to what you said about like getting knocked down a peg like that that also goes back to what i said about dropping out of college like when i was Mm. a junior and senior in high school i thought i had it all figured out man like Mm -hmm. i was so fucking full of myself like could not be told otherwise and you know, eventually it all came crashing down and it, it finally did take my parents like putting me in my place in such a just amazing way that like that finally triggered my brain to question my own, uh, like you said, uh, narcissism in, in a way. Really? You know? Yeah. Like my, I, I was making some judgments about my parents, mm-hmm. like to their face and my mm. dad, like my mom's always like the one that's antagonistic off the bat and mm-hmm. combative especially verbally my dad's the one who's very chill mm-hmm. and like will come back around to me later to be like timmy what the fuck are you doing like why did you do this yeah 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 um but what i was saying to my mom was like just so shitty that he finally stepped in and just like put me in my place to be like you don't fucking know a thing about us you know us from the time you know i was 40 years old and your mother was 33 you don't know shit before yeah. then 
you don't know where we came from or anything we've done in this world. And and he just started laying out some things that my mom's been through. And that was when my mind was like blown. And I was like, okay, you're right. I should shut up. <laughs> and it's great. It's great that you did. You know what I mean? Because that's, like that's like a junction point in your life where you could either straighten up or if you're – if you're legitimately like severely narcissistic, go farther up your own ass. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, especially at that young an age, young of an age, you were what late, late teens, early twenties. Yeah. At that point I was probably like 19. The worst age. You're such a cocksucker at that age. Oh, <laughs> such an idiot. And it, like, it's still, it's still to this day makes me, you know, I do shit all over my twenties. They were a hot mess, but so were pretty much everyone else's. Yeah. I'm not, any sort of fucking proper adult, even at age 38 here. So fuck no, fuck no. But I can at least acknowledge and be cognizant of, you know, constantly self-reflecting, I think is the point I'm trying to get to with you there, brother. And do you think, um, that's just life? It's like, like, because when you're young, you're like, my parents are adults, them and all the other adults know what it, what know what an adult is and what to do. But really, I think nobody ever really knows what to do. Everyone's just like figuring it out as they go along on the fly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have to live in a post nine 11 wasteland and figure it out in hell world with Donald Trump as president. So give us some, give us a break. Would you Mad Max Fury road? Baby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, Timmy, this was great. Uh, thank you so much for, for jumping on with me. Uh, having a nice talk. Uh, please tell the Doom Thugs uh, listeners where they can find you. We're on all the things, man. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, I'm on the Twitter machine. I run that. Keenan's on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but yeah, just search everything Pop Addled and you should find us. It's a great show. We love the boys. And uh, if you need a jumping on point that you want to cross over, we very recently just did our RoboCop three episode. We we so so the so Doom Addled is a crossover that we do over on Pop Addled where we go through movie series. Right now we're in RoboCop and we just finished the third installment uh, two episodes ago. Yep, that was on September 8th. It's actually episode 400. 400, baby. Check it out. Check out all the episodes. I really enjoyed uh, most recently the Top 5 Frontmen. I thought that was a very fun episode. Uh, we definitely went down tons of fun music rabbit holes on that episode. I I, I agree not to, once again, brag on my, sh- on my own show, <laughs> but I, I had a blast doing that episode with Tyler. That was great. And, uh, well, yep. So, thanks, Timmy, and... Uh, Thanks for listeners, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.